Welcome to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast, the top UK podcast for all things pageantry. I am your host, Hannah Gording, founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones and the voice of this podcast. Now, of course, we can't go with an episode without doing a mini life update because our last one was an interview, which we will be talking about in a second. Now, I do want to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone who voted for us. Um, You know, the Natural um, Beauty Awards are done by public vote. And we got into the top three of best pageant business and best pageant coach. And one day we will win. (laughs) We would love to. I would love for that to happen. However, to everyone who made those votes, thank you so much. Because it just means the world for Sparkles to be recognised to me. Um, I love being able to have this as a job, as a a passion, as a side project, as my life. (laughs) I love being able to help others, especially as we are going into, we are in pageant season now. We have Yemi next weekend, uh, which is exciting, especially as a former Yemi queen. Um, So it's nice to go back and relive, (laughs) relive being important. Um, We have Galaxy in four weeks time. And of course, I am competing in Galaxy in the Miz. It's my last time competing in Galaxy, unless of course I place first runner up. I have my plan of pageantry and I know that if I don't win and I place first runner up I will go back because of course you get gifted the opportunity to go back um anywhere lower I will count my blessings and try a new adventure and close the chapter on a 13 year 14 year galaxy was my first sashed um pageant first time I got a title to my name <laughs> Miss Swin and Galaxy yeah, so yeah, Miss Women Galaxy was my first title, um, 2010, how crazy is that? So I'm very excited, um, I did have some plans, should not, but um, I think I'm going to give myself some grace and some time, because I have been very busy with these essays, and <laughs> joke. I'm like, oh, I've got another essay to write, and um, I was told, you always have essays, I'm like, yeah, I know, unfortunately, that's what uni is like right now, it is exam essay assignment words after another um so I go into my final year in October it's my third year um and there's a lovely project (laughs) to do now if you're not familiar with the Open University um we don't actually have dissertations so I know in your third year you have a dissertation we have a dissertation after every um I'm not gonna say module at the end of the whole like term um no, not term. <laughs> the whole year, basically. At the end of every course, we have a mini dissertation. Uh, so basically, I have six mini dissertations, I guess, because I have to do, you know, those. But <laughs> so it's not it's not fun. Um, I mean, this one was like two thousand five hundred for this one. So we shall see what they bring. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. In my pageant journey, we are here, of course, to talk about, and of course, that is why I'm hoping to get the magazine out on the 1st of March. Um, I do know that IGM Girls, you need to submit your, because there are an interview feature for the IGM Girls, I know you need to submit your appearances earlier, so I will send you I say this, <laughs> I hope I can. I also have a photo shoot on Saturday, which I'm really excited about. Um, so we're going to do some Sparkles branding. And I'm very excited, although I have no idea what I'm going to wear. So 
we're going to raid the wardrobe for that so we are doing this episode to talk about the pageant conference so we attended let's say we myself me i i attended the very first national pageant expo conference event which was held in birmingham and it was great for me although it wasn't great for the um the train services because my first train was delayed um which is always fun (laughs) because of rain on the track but it took me a couple of hours to get there on public transport which is great i love things in the midlands um please let's have more especially as the train station is literally right next to the venue although i walked a long way round. um I guess, uh, because when I came out with Larissa, we literally turned the corner, it was right there, um, we did have to go up loads of stairs, but, like, how convenient is that for public transport, it was amazing, so, if you missed out, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the expo was about, but what I'm doing this episode today is talking about the pageant conference that we had, um, so, if you don't know for, like, um, most expos, they have, like, panel, I mean, I'm going to base mine on I went to DragCon, <laughs> and here in the UK, it's not as big as the ones that were in America because they have like different panels and stuff talking about things. Um, myself, when I went there with Jade, we watched um, Cheryl Hall and Kitty Got Claws um, talk about like different topics, but usually you'll have like a panel there's loads of discussions and myself I was one of the guest experts um so I'm going to talk about all the stuff that was talked about um my opinion on some things and just talk through because you know by the end of the day most of you guys weren't there (laughs) so you went from a really full expo to not so full um so next year I hope it will be in the middle and you'll get to experience it because there were some really good conversations and this is why I wanted to do a whole episode on it um and yeah so the pageant expo obviously there was the catwalk with all the designers that were showcasing there were so many pitch opportunities it was great for a pageant girl to go to and obviously there were workshops as well um I, mean, I didn't take part in any workshops because I didn't have the time. <laughs> um, but there were loads, of course, interview, walking, makeup, and there was um, role model. So about you know empowering yourself, being a girl boss. Um, <clears throat> so saying all that, the there was so much there. It was great to catch up with people um, without. I still think, for me as a pageant girl, because I want to see everyone, I want to talk to everyone, it is still quite a rush, like a pageant event, but it's spaced out. But I found that, honestly, because there was Supra the night before, and of course, congratulations, Joanna. She is our new Miss Supra National UK, which is great because she did the star search as well. And, um was in the top four for that the only girl in that um or she's in the uk i think she was the only girl um is a while back and obviously she tried again and got top five last year so it just shows you that if you want something you can achieve it but we will talk about more about that mindset later because <laughs> that was discussed in um the panel so uh, i still think yeah because everyone was so tired from going the night before it's really hard to do a pageant weekend, but this was the first of its kind, it's the first time it was held, you know, because obviously, I remember some people say, like, oh, they're doing pageant con as a live event, I was like, 
this is they're completely separate um like completely different yes you could probably hear like the workshops and stuff and maybe about the conference and it's something the conference is something i've really wanted to bring to pageant con which i did in 2021 we had like ones that were you know discussion based rather than informational based um but i know for me i would never have the patience <laughs> i never have the patience to um hold an event like this i don't have the connections and i don't really want to i love to be able to sit back and enjoy pageant con works for me because it's virtual it's it's great isn't it you can join in and out you can watch at your own pace you don't have to be here and everywhere um <clears throat> that's why it works for me now this event of course is in person and you got to learn a lot of things and do a lot of things so it's the perfect pageant appearance um it really was of course there were a couple of pageants there i think it would have been nice to have maybe more representation of different pageant systems um but i also know that that's not the main aim like it'll be great for pageant directors to have their own little stall there um or to have maybe a <laughs> this is just me like thinking like a discussion like a director's discussion um and that's what I think the conference can grow into you know um more than just having a six on there you have different times um to go to there's so much um but the National Pageant Expo should be so so proud of themselves they do pull up a really good event um and I look forward to next year I will put it in my diary for sure whether I'm there as an expert again or doing a workshop or whatever I'm doing <laughs> I will be there because I want to enjoy it um it was so good to see that so what the pageant conference is about there are six of us um so i'm gonna hopefully not miss any names um which obviously we had edison who uh is a former igm queen a uk queen um and owner of several businesses we had jasmine who is your new international miss uk um as well she spoke at pageant gone <laughs> she spoke for the past couple of years now then you had Minnie Joe, who is a um social media influencer um she's also been obviously junior team gb and is competing for igm then on the chunky side <laughs> how we sat but it literally was like as plus size girls just gravitate towards each other um and also we, we were just all there sitting on where was a good side um you had Meggie g who's also a social media influencer um but also owns the gem initiative uh, she's a manifestation coach and she's competing in galaxy next month as well and then my lovely cat cat henry who is a former ms gb queen um elsie many other titles under her belt and she does a lot of empowering as well as social media influencing um and then there's me <laughs> then there's me sparkles and rainstains um we all had a different topic to talk about so uh my topic now i we ha originally had 10 minutes each and i think that sometimes it's hard to fill 10 minutes if there's not like an interactive portion um so mine ended up being four minutes um and there are things that i missed things i practiced because obviously i didn't write my speech down just because i wanted to be in the moment um and also i think if i wrote it down i would have messed my flow up 
But mine was about using your pageant voice. So I started by introducing all the things about myself that may not be deemed as a perfect pageant queen. You know, being queer, being a single mum, you know, <laughs> having all the million letters um, over my name that aren't my, <laughs> aren't my qualifications. But instead, my, um, my yeah, <laughs> all of those. And then talking about how to firstly use your pageant voice and this is something I'm going to talk about more um when I'm talking about campaigns because you know I was a little shady with the campaigns and I think I am because I'm seeing more and more campaigns that are just not cutting it um so and this is what we I talked about afterwards when people said about stuff um because I would say I'm very well known for my platform. Now, my platform is Use Your Pageant Voice. It's a very open platform, but I'm known for what I do. I advocate, of course, for a lot of different rights. Um, I share a lot of information. I have slacked a lot <laughs> this recently. Like, we are an LGBT History Month, and on my personal pageant page, I haven't been as proactive posting information um, I would love to start recording some this weekend, especially since I have my makeup and hair done by the amazing Jazz. Um, so I'll be right in time to those videos. But honestly, I've just not had the time. But I have been, you know, I've been volunteering. I've, been, I've obviously volunteered for Sunday and Wiltshire Pride. Um, I've done two. It's my third shift for Switchboard tomorrow. Like so, yeah, we are still being very proactive. <laughs> And of course, Project P is is booming. So I'm known as being a loud queen or the period queen, you know. Um, so I feel like I have some weight behind me, um, no pun intended, to speak about this topic. Um, so that was mine. There, of course, were um, talking about manifestation, talking about social media, um, owning businesses, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, anxiety. Um, so I won't go into too much detail because those were personal stories. But of course, there were discussion afterwards. So we are going to discuss now. So of course, the first thing I am going to discuss is the campaigns. So when you create a campaign, your campaign needs to actually, I'm not going to say make a difference, but it needs to make an impact. I am tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired of seeing grown women I'm going to say grown because uh the little ones when they make campaigns I think it's sweet I think that they're doing what's in their capabilities and they're doing something that's fun for them because you have to think of the different ages um of who are going to join in your campaign when you create a campaign who are you targeting it to who can get involved you know is it an open you know, where everyone sends in, or are you creating a closed campaign where you're sending the bits out. So, for example, when I created a campaign around Denim Day, and I did a video, and I created a poem, you know, so it's meant to be like an impactful video, um, you know, not showing faces, people walking in their jeans, um, with their sashes. I put it out there <clears throat> as like a like an open casting I guess so people would message I say I need this amount of people for this can you join in here's a deadline those joined sometimes for speaking parts it may be people who are primarily affected by the awareness cause you're doing um you know it could be here's the picture this is what we need to do um some people can piggyback on official awareness days so for example for international women's day is take a picture with making a heart shape with your hands. Now, this heart shape has also been seen 
many, many times. <laughs> I've seen it many times in the past month because we have heart health month. Um, obviously, other people are doing campaigns about heart health or... I saw some about social anxiety with the heart. Um, you know, there's many different things you can do with it. And this is where it gets wishy-washy. Because you will notice now that pageants are starting up. Um, <clears throat> and we are getting to last month before finals. You will see more campaigns launching. It always happens. It always happens. When you are competing, you have a month before and you look and realise you've not done any like appearances or anything like that people tend to rush or even if they have done appearances they think i've not done enough and they rush to chuck out these campaigns that have no real weight or meaning um and this is my pet peeve and pageant i have many pet peeves but for me especially as someone who wants to join in campaigns i've had to tell some people that i'm not going to join in and i want to tell you all now you have the freedom to join in whatever campaign you want to do I trust that everything in my appearance book I have wanted to do. I've joined in because I believe in that cause. I believe in that awareness. And that's the thing. With most of my awareness posts that I do, that I post on Facebook, not on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't use my Facebook page anymore for pageants. Um, <clears throat> I also donate to the charity. One or two pound here and there. Makes up a whole of difference. I'm doing awareness, but I'm also donating. Um, and obviously there are some things that you can't but I am so tired of seeing all of these different campaigns that have just been fought up for for no reason or maybe there is a reason but the infographics are so hard to read you know it's a massive a4 poster and it's full of words which I can't read like some people with like the background so I think about this I always think there was a campaign about dyslexia but the words were so hard to read that anyone with dyslexia would not be able to read that so it kind of defaults the whole awareness you know the colors of the background are they really light is the writing too small what are you trying to get on there remember instagram can hold 10 photos make it easier make it easier to see because i'm not going to join in something and put a photo on if i can't yeah if i'm not raising awareness it's not raising awareness it's just making yourself look good um this has gone into a little rant <laughs> but it's true awareness is not just posing with a hand sign or you know having the same picture with your hand held out and you just change the words every single time there needs to be a thought process beside behind it because if you go up in front of the judges and you say yes i created a campaign okay what's it about okay so what was the end result because here in the uk you'll get some grilled questions but um nothing i'm not gonna say nothing too hard but it, it depends on the system you're competing in it depends on you know what you've offered them but you know if you go to internationals and you say yeah i created this this campaign okay what was the end goal what is that doing to actually raise awareness and if you don't have an answer for that then don't do it <laughs> it's as simple as that you don't have to do all the appearances honestly please people you don't have to do all the appearances you don't need to cram your appearance book um we want to see real appearances and when I say about appearances and campaigns obviously a campaign is an appearance but you know people who are just recycling and it's not like national recycling day or something just another thing recycling putting batteries into a thing you know hanging out with someone um you have to think of are these actually meaningful things 
what are you doing to raise awareness to your sash? What are you doing to promote your system? And nine times out of ten, it's nothing. It's just you want to get a picture. And if you want to get a picture of a sash, do it. I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper in that. 100%. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> this goes on to some of the questions now. Because I've just been talking about campaigns and stuff. And one question that was asked, which I did answer um, at the conference. But I'm going to talk more about it now. So, a, a lovely queen was saying about how they wanted to have their platform but it wasn't like a usual pageant platform but when she was talking about it 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 kind of is and I think with this it was about like climate change and you know human rights and things like this now this is what I said in my speech you know to not shy away from talking about things that may make people uncomfortable um how can we raise awareness and talk about these things if we're not you know this whole thing um (laughs) and I won't go into it too much about how schools aren't teaching you know all of our history that we've gone through especially for me I'm going to relate it to myself as as a queer person that in schools it was illegal to teach about homosexuality it was illegal the only thing that wasn't is the religious studies being able to talk about it but it was not talked about and there's a generation of you know for me the law went into effect a year before I was born um oh it's 2003 so I would have been in secondary school was when section 28 was um abolished so all of that you know we know that in some countries that history is taught differently that slavery is not talked about um you know human rights in general even you know like there are so many things that are left out on the curriculum and for us as well like especially for black history from the UK um some schools don't even teach it which is crazy because you know it's not a compulsory thing on the curriculum it may have changed I know of course some pageant girls have changed it for Wales and they've made a really big impact and that's what your title is your title is and I say this as like you know your sash is your microphone if you want to look pretty look pretty but then look at what pageants you're doing because if it's modeling if it's a modeling pageant 100% it doesn't matter you know <laughs> like but if you have a a pageant that has a platform it's gonna be a bit more in depth um but yes yeah, so they said about you know what do they do and I said 100% do the platform if you have especially for like climate change because we have earth and eco in the UK um that will be doing campaigns and like the best thing for that to do um and yeah you want to talk about it use that platform to talk about things and it doesn't have to be a popular thing when you think about your platform you just need to think about how can you get the message across you know how are you going to bring awareness so for example are you going to do live interviews? Are you going to do podcasts? Are you going to do written infographics? Are you going to do a video series? Are you going to go into communities and do, you know, community work with younger children, older people, everyone in the middle? <laughs> um, you know, are you going to, you know, community groups such as, you know, rainbows, scouts, guides, brownies, all of those? Um, are you going into schools, universities, colleges? Um, you know, can you create 
an educational program from this so for example there are a lot of girls who have mental health or bullying as a company as their as their platform could you go into little groups and talk about you know like the signs of bullying um what to be aware how to help you know how to help your friend or how to help yourself what to do um you know you can create infographics little books like uh, what i need to do and that's on my list to do is one of my lovely ambassadors is making little packs for their school um for i think they're in primary school for primary children um so obviously like year six above now i think they're actually don't quote me on this but i have been seeing that periods are starting earlier for um for women so like usually it's meant to be they say average 11 some people can start it as young as eight <laughs> it's just how the body is the human body is incredible and scary at the same time um but i'm going to create little informational booklet that can go in about um you know about the period itself um and about um you know how to use the period products that are in these little things um you know with diagrams and it can be scary but you have it in a fun way you have to gear what you're doing to that audience so for example i can use fun things for the younger generation for the older ones i can use a bit more technical terms and and still you know it could be a bit more serious although i don't know me as a 44 year old i like something fun as well play to your strengths of course i love canva and me and my girls have the canva pro group locked down so i know i can use canva to do that <laughs> you know um like my volunteering I use a lot of Canva for that, for, for Sunday and Wiltshire Pride. Um, I'm able to create infographic series. I'm able to create videos, especially if you're doing like a TikTok account. They're pushing out photo content, apparently. Um, and we'll talk about social media minutes. I'm not the expert on like the likes and stuff, but we'll talk about like what was said. Um, yeah, so your platform, as I said, is something that you want to do past pageants something that you can remember for something you can you know and a lot of girls have this where they have a project that they want to do and what i hate is seeing people start these amazing projects and they stop as soon as the pageant stopped it stopped so an interview series um it's just crazy <laughs> so if you have a platform and of course you can always we have episodes on platforms as well um you know you don't have to do something because it's popular like a lot of people try and stay away from the taboo subjects but you have to think it's what you can do with it so if you want to talk about subjects that aren't really talked about because you you know you want to you want to make them less taboo like period periods from the start people don't want to talk about them well here we are um so one big thing that really stood out um to me was there was a question about sisterhood um and also it kind of goes on to cat's talk as well so you're talking about diversity within pageants so a lovely queen um obviously i don't have names because there was a lot of different conversations um lovely queen was saying how they had competed in a pageant before um and i don't you know we talk about sisterhood all the time but they didn't feel that um so like how how would they, you know, how would they go with that with pageants? That's what, that's what we want. We want a sisterhood. Um, obviously, Kat gave some really good advice. And for myself as well, um, the pageantry here in the UK, 
it's it's hard when there is a title hierarchy i'm not going to say like which ones are the best because they're not and this is what we said you know saying if you don't see yourself represented you know be the token be the person who is going to be the first of i thrive in that but also i thrive knowing that there have been others before me that do it you know for myself i don't <laughs> and I've, I've said this a lot of times and no one's like come back on me um so i was the first winner a first pregnant winner to win a european title in 2017 we have seen many pageant queens and of course including our lovely uk's national miss my successor that's the word isn't it my successor the one who i crowned last july oh my god last july how crazy is that um she won when she was pregnant obviously she's not pregnant yeah she's <laughs> she's had a good now um <laughs> she would have been from july um and it used to be where women were not allowed to compete pregnant or have children and i love that there are so many more women who are pregnant and are going do you know what no i've seen it before and i'm not going to sorry i need a joke then i'm not going to stop what i want to do just because i am pregnant now of course you do need to look at if you're going to go to internationals the <laughs> dates um because we all know that due dates are not an actual given date your child can come before or after penelope was early <laughs> not by too much though i wish she did i wish she had come earlier but then she would not be a taurus so there we go we have two tauruses in the household what a great title um <laughs> but you know um cat was the first black winner um and the first plus size winner, there never been a plus size winner in the whole franchise of Miss GB. And seeing yourself represented can spur that. And we were saying that when you look at a pageant, you shouldn't be looking at the past winners and going, I don't look like them. You should be looking at those winners and going, wow, I don't look like them. So let's make that change. Put yourself through that. You know, I always got especially <clears throat> i'm going to talk about my own self-doubts for a second because before i won uk's national miss so i'd obviously won an international title i was the highest place in person in in, in the why am i why am i yeah get my initials right so i had just you know competed internationally didn't get the handover because covid um got my lifetime crown but i got that in 2022, two years later, um, so by then, <laughs> the magic and sparkle of it had worn off a little bit. Um, but, you know, I had doubts that I could do other pageants. Now, what I'm going to say is, um, you're always going to naturally have doubt. No matter how many times you've competed, no matter how many titles you've won, you know, there still will always be that inner saboteur, um, which I always think, <laughs> think about RuPaul's Drag Race as I speak about that. And I recommend any pageant girl to watch RuPaul's Drag Race um, because you kind of get yourself in the that <laughs> competing mindset. Um, it gives you some stage confidence, but I just think it's, it's such a... I just love it anyways, but it's a good way to be extra. And to get some ideas for fashion because um, they do have some gorgeous outfits on the main ring. Um, okay, but I obviously wanted to do another pageant and when Holly announced about UK's National Miss, I knew that was a bit of me. Um, I wanted a national. I, you know, I couldn't afford international and I didn't feel ready for international. P was still quite young. Um, she's still there. So she'll be six in a couple of months. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't want it to be so 
yeah <laughs> I wanted something that was yeah a national title I'd never been a national title holder I guess like the titles I held had all gone to internationals um and then when I was sat watching Galaxy I was like why why can I why can I not enter Galaxy why am I putting myself in a box where I can only do nationals now if that you know um I'll be in a position where like for this year before I have to start saving for big holidays <laughs> you know I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try that and I think for this and as what I said you are never too good or not good enough for any of the pageants it's so important to have that mindset that you can enter it don't enter it because you're not that type or you haven't got this or you haven't got that you don't do this if you really want that title enter it um you know and you you try you try pageants you know we've been where winners have competed over and over again uh, winners <clears throat> people have contest like competed over and over again and not got anywhere and you've seen ones who competed and competed and, competed and won you know like their attempt at that title and you see girls who have tried so hard never systems you know and then the minute they change system they win because they <laughs> they you know they were worthy of a title it just wasn't the right pageant for them and they found their system um so when it comes to sisterhood you need to find that sisterhood you need to find that support system open yourself up a little more to joining in other people's said campaigns or interviews or just talking to other pageant girls who aren't necessarily in your system um you know facebook instagram is a wonderful tool put yourself out there a little bit but also know that you won't always have a friendship group in pageants some of us have some that are really small uh and others will have you know we we know people we know different things um but yeah like it's not the end all as long as you have a good support system even if they're not in pageants and like Kat said at the conference you know not you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea your mama you ever love or you hate i love my mate um I do but <laughs> you want to feel comfortable enough you don't ha- not everyone has to like you in pageants I want to put this across because I see so many people who are chasing the narrative that they have to be popular that they need to be with the popular people um and you'll find that in different circles some people are popular in there and some people aren't you know like um <laughs> I'm not going to use this as like I'm not saying I'm popular but I would be more well-known in a Yemi circle because I'm a past Yemi queen. Or when you go to UK's National Miss, you'll know that, if you've done your research, of course, <laughs> that I'm a UK's National Miss queen. Um, and that would, I would say then, that would be more well-known than another pageant system who is at the same event. Um, however, if I went to another event, maybe no one's going to know me at all. Um, you know, it's it's fine. You don't have to cling on to the people who you think are going to get you ahead in pageants, because that's not what's that's not what's happened. True sisterhood is supporting your sisters regardless. It doesn't have to come with strings attached. Um, so when I say this, you know, you do my event, so I'll do yours. You do my campaign, so I'll do yours. Um, 
this 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 and this just because you're part of the same system doesn't mean you have to all support each other i'd love to say that yeah we're sisters supporting sisters but it, it comes to a point where you know for me i have like <laughs> five or six different things going on at the same time like right now i always have project p um always have the platform talks queen chats is there the period tales i've got easter eggs collection currently and there's probably always oh yeah <laughs> i was like what's the fifth one um and i've got a mini raffle going on to fundraise some funds for charity um you know like <laughs> we've got we've got some things happening um and i don't expect all of my content like all the people in my category like well not even that the pageant itself i don't expect them to get involved you know i just want whoever wants to be involved get involved because you can't force everyone to do the stuff that you want um but yes so on to that though because we were talking about the titles um and representation so as i said if you don't see yourself represented get yourself in there and do it i came through so much stick when i said about being a plus size girl in a mainstream pageant industry and that i didn't want to be i didn't want to compete in plus size pageants because i wanted to be more than just that and it's also ironic like hannah you're your your literal instagram handle is that plus size pageant queen and like yes (laughs) because plus size is a part of me and it's something that i always have to champion because there are not that many plus size girls you know if i win next month i will be the first ms plus size girl in galaxy you know i will be the first one uh for uk i don't know about no i'm not the first competitor from ms um we all know about misses you've had two um even then like uk 20 there's never been a uk 20 winner they've been 16 to 18 or you know 14 to 16 so yes there we go um but i want to be known for other stuff i want to be known for the stuff i do for the charity work the volunteer work i do my other sparkling bits of my personality (laughs) um so yeah you've got you've got to show up you gotta do it um now when we said about the titles there was a conversation about how um well there was one where they asked about how their title was appointed to them so they went at large and i'm, I'm going to briefly discuss that for you um but there's also another thing about how um there's some stigma if you go at large um so we're going to talk about that right now because when we talked about sashes as i said and i said on stage like all our regional sashes are bought unless you're competing in a regional i mean i've bought all my wheelchair titles <laughs> you know um because there was no process there could have been people in my area um but yes so for this there and it's because comparing america now what i do want to say is i didn't have the opportunity to say there are there's still that attitude in america there's still the attitude of when they see girls compete every single weekend and it has happened because I've, i hear the tea i've got american friends and i've got people that have been marked down like i said i can't concur this because this is just gossip um although i trust the source um <laughs> yeah one of one of the people got marked down because they competed in a pageant like the week before um you know and and sometimes this happens where there's this like little fighting going between all the systems um because (laughs) um and what i'm going to say is now is that 
there should never be a looking down and I've said this before and I say it many times you know you can compete in as many titles as you want the only thing I will look down on I will judge I don't look down because that sounds really bad I will judge you on is if you keep saying it's your dream title okay that's when I'm like you said that about the other three or four titles now this is where I say as well because I was one of those girlies instead of training because I wasn't only training <laughs> I was gonna I was competing in three or four pageants a year to get experience to try and find it because I wanted to go to internationals I wanted to go to America and I got my opportunity um you know like for Yemi I competed in the first one and there were oh my god for that year for the Yemi year that year alone I competed in Paris then Wales so did the international face of the globe then I did Miss Inspiration um then I did Miss Catwalk Perfect then I did Yummy then I did Miss uh Miss Beauty UK that's a lot of pageants that's five isn't it oh I did a charity pageant in between that as well I did that in the in the summer Miss Falcon Beauty actually that was the one that's six pageants <laughs> The following year that I did Galaxy and you know I was a Galaxy finalist for some of this as well because I wanted that experience I wanted to compete um I wanted to go to America because I said in my Yemi interview like if you know if I'd win obviously I wouldn't be competing in, in Galaxy even though at the, option, at the time there was that option um you know because some pageants were contracted some weren't they are contracted now you cannot do that but um you know it's yeah like hundred percent um i would try but i would never say this is my dream title i say it's a dream for me to go to america representing my country or representing europe that is that so let's get that the way you especially now your your it's your money it's your freedom to do what you want if you want to compete in many pageants i sometimes feel as well though it's confidence because if you've entered three or four pageants at the same time we all do this sometimes when when newbies um and then you kind of realize for me it's just like i don't want you to waste your money if you're competing in this system and you've booked for another system to two like months later if you were had to put your money down what if you win this one you're not going to compete in the other one um but at large title so basically at large means that you can go directly to the finals so in like for galaxy for example there are at large titles and they are usually um like american states so if there's not a franchise in the area it's the same here in the uk if it's not a franchise in that area if it's not a final you can directly enter or if you have heritage so for example if penelope was to do it she could be um she could be representing barbados you know how crazy is that um because there's a uk heat already so but there are some rules of course that like you know for the country that you reside you have to compete in the uk finals first so you would find that with the igm uk girlies like they'd all competed in the uk finals first before they were allowed to get their appointed titles um i think sometimes they said the 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 whole stigma of that is just lack of knowledge like in america so many go at large titles um you know <laughs> so many and there's so many of our finals it's like galaxy in royal like yummy uh, for why am i and for for yummy they are all at large titles apart from yummy because Yemi is the only European heat. It's the only heat they have. 
and I always think with this that um if you really want to go to that internationals and there's no UK heat do it get your title it's the same as obviously Miss uh, International Miss UK was meant to be held here and it wasn't um so obviously both Soraya and um Jasmine have I guess gone at large and obviously Soraya placed second runner up incredible um and that could be the same or she could even be a winner um but obviously they have misses as well so I guess because she went misses although it's a misses USA so technically she wouldn't I'm just think about this now <laughs> think about the finals but you know there wasn't an option girlies can go ahead um and I think of this if you really still want to compete you take out that like national final for all the stuff you'd pay for nationals and go straight to internationals the only thing I sometimes say so I will say this is that um I feel sometimes if you place in the UK finals and not one what do you think like do you think you are ready to compete international level but we also have to adjust that there'll be you know it could be a matter of like literal points half a point um it could be so many things um but I think for me like if you've not placed why would you go to internationals like it's gonna be the same <laughs> it's gonna be the same but um yeah you know take out middle man save your money from the national final just spend all that money on internationals so if you want to go at large go at large is your money at the end of the day and i think this is a lot of things and i said this like you know this is your pageant journey i can give you expert advice all of us can give you expert advice your coaches can your directors it's your choice what you want to do at the end of the day and yeah it, it literally is <laughs> so there was a question about um standing out so of course we were all in the industry how do we stand out so for myself as sparkles we stand out because we're just amazing because <laughs> we sparkle and we slay um but no for me what makes me stand out compared to other coaches is nothing we all do the same <laughs> we all do the same the uk is very blessed and i said this the uk is very blessed now that we have many more coaches than we did back in 2010 when literally we were wearing tk max dresses and no eyebrows and literally hairspray to an inch of our lives of the badly tonged hair that we had you know <laughs> it wasn't a good time there and you look back at the fashion so oh the joy the joy of it all but <laughs> saying all of that um there is a lot more at your fingertips now you have this podcast here there are many of our podcasts you have loads of coaches coaches that just specialize in one thing some that do the, re the rest you know like for me it was nicely exposed I got to meet clients in real life and all I all I've met them before is virtually when they booked because obviously if you're doing walk coaching as face to face you get to meet girls <laughs> like for me it's online <laughs> so I just see I just see you chilling chilling in your jammies while you know we're talking about pageants for god knows how long um but yeah you know for me what I feel I do best obviously I channeled into the online interviews for me I started coaching in 2019 Sparkle started in 2017 and by then obviously we had written lots of different articles magazines tips and stuff which was what Sparkle started as um, I coached girls from oh gosh 
So we, as I said, we officially started coaching in 2019, virtually, but I've been coaching girls since probably 2014. Um, yeah, about that, 2014. Yeah, it had to be, because <laughs> that's when I was working as a PT and I had the studio. Sorry, I was like, when was that? Um, you know, and I did virtual before virtual was, like, big, because it was before COVID, so I was like, right, this is virtually, because I could not imagine driving so long <laughs> just to do half an hour, obviously you wouldn't do half an hour, you'd do, like, a full-blown, like, one, two hours of interview, but I think for me, it's nice, because it's easily digestible. I keep Sparkles affordable, because, as I said, I would love to do this for free, however Penelope has an expensive Barbie habit and I compete in pageants, so the two things together, you know, and all these rising costs is not good, um, <laughs> but there we are, um, so saying all of that, um, sparkles for me, um, long after I finish competing in pageants will always be a low price point for girls to be able to fully realize their pageant self and their true self you know the people who I've worked with some have gone on and used these girls to get dream jobs you know got a dream job as a firefighter and a teaching assistant through the skills they learned for interview through this it's transferable skills it's transferable skills um so, I mean, that's how I stand out. And also we have things that you can buy, you know, obviously the handbook, the flashcards, the one-on-one coaching, and there's also free resources because I do think that everyone should have access to it all. Um, but yes, that was mine. <laughs> there, of course, were others that were discussed, but obviously I'm talking about this from my point of view. Then, of course, there was a very interesting conversation, uh, conversation question that was given by Amanda, who's an American coach, and she said that the UK pageant scene is growing. Where do we see ourselves in five years' time? And I had to be a Debbie, da- a Debbie Downer because <laughs> I said it's actually declining. So I've been in the pageant industry for 14 years now, um, and I have seen the highs and lows of pageants. I've seen the influx of so many other pageant finals. I've seen the lows. And I think when COVID happened, there was so much pageant community so maybe pageant industry in itself, I do think it is a decline because there are less people competing because there's so much more to offer. Um, you know, a lot of people who who are starting at pageants are <laughs> growing up, you know, having babies, getting married and, you know, leaving the pageant world behind, coming in every once in a while to relive it and then go, actually, I'm fine. I don't need this, <laughs> you know. Um and I have seen that decline because there is so much support and now there is hardly any. And I'm going to say this because there used to be so many like visual outlets where people could do interviews and I see none. Like Sparkles haven't done an interview for so long, as in like not coaching, <laughs> obviously. We coach every week. Um, literally coaching tonight and <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, it's a long, it's a long weekend. But what I'm saying here is that, like, the online people aren't taking advantage of the interviews that they could do to be able to showcase their platform. Or there's more people that just aren't fussed. I think especially as well, and this is going to sound really bad, now that so many pageants don't award extra points for appearances, 
there have been a decline. There's always an uprising of campaigns a month before finals. You'll see that as we talked earlier. But there's a decline of things that people can join in and want to do. And it's hard with events because it is so expensive. Like, as I said, I only want to do, I only do a couple of in-person events a year. Because if I do it online, it's easy because I'm not losing out on, like, the cost. Like, to hold my event in October, I had to pay, like, 120 odd pound just for the room you know that took half the profits like literally but it's the little things and of course there was a big obviously you know people have a lot of opinions and I think sometimes it's I think it's your age I think it's um what is their offer to you so for example if you're a miss there are many more opportunities for you as a pageant girl um as you're a teen there are still a lot of things but now there's even more obviously igm uk sets such a big example of how you can grow a system um and how you can make it big in internationals so of course i do such a huge stage and they've had two international queens now you've had teen and a princess you know as well as numerous placements um and Ruth, obviously I said, I've known Ruth for a very long time. <laughs> uh, she puts her heart and soul in it. And this is what she was born to do. Obviously, you know, be a mum and be an amazing... Um, yeah, she's just, just an amazing girl. But, like, this is, like, for pageants. This is where I saw her as, you know, being a director and having this and creating this incredible system with the workshops, etc., etc. Um, building that community even itself. Um, and there are some pageants that don't do this. There are some pageants that just rely on the name by itself. Um, which I'm not going to say what pageants there are. Because I there are ones that come to my head. But I don't want to discuss that right now. But what I'm thinking of, you know, like the lead up to things. Like Pageant Girl, for example, uh, is great at holding meetups before. A chance to get to know everyone. They also have the dress studio as well. So you can go in and try dresses. So you've got a great partnership there. You know, it helps newbies. Um, you know, you have to think of it when you're entering a pageant of what are the opportunities. Look at your prize package, look at what you're putting your money into because I'm not paying, you know, three, four hundred pounds just for a national unless there's some good stuff to come from it, you know. <laughs> you're not gonna drop all that money on it if there's not ample opportunities so saying all of that um I said that there is a decline um and there are less opportunities for example the classics there's hardly any you have two pageants now three three pageants off the top of my head of obviously Ms GB classic uh, UK's Classic Miz and Diamond Classic. Those are the only titles that come to my head. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Obviously, there are other systems um, that, are, that, yeah, there probably are. <laughs> but those are the three main ones that come to my head. Obviously, there are a lot of Miz pageants now. We've got um, Universal Great Britain, Universal Woman Great Britain, which is 25 to 44. Um... But it's how the pageant industry grows. It's how directors market their pageants to girls. How the queens act. Having active queens is so beneficial. But also when I say active, it doesn't mean those who are here, there and everywhere. It means, you know, some people who are prominent on social media. Some people who, you know, are passionate about this. Or, you know, 
have a connection of being able to talk to girls around them who would enter um you know sometimes it is what it is there it's not what you know it's who you know <laughs> um but, you know for myself like when I won Yemi Miz there was only like me and two other girls in in that section and then the following year there was like 15 um as far as I know there might have not been 15 but I remember there was a lot of Miz <laughs> um I think yeah <laughs> um the same with you know being married there's not many opportunities for misses anymore um that hold a missus title and this is where i'm going to emphasize that because there are miss pageants that allow married women there are miss pageants that allow married women but some of them want the identification of missus um and it's not held anymore unless you go direct because there's no missus world UK you misses UK world anymore or I can't think of any other Mrs. Pageants really. It's not it's not there. Um obviously we know Mrs. Galaxy is there, Miss Galaxy UK. There's no Mrs. Atlantic anymore. Um there is a Mrs. Diamond, yep. And a Mrs. Yemi. <laughs> so there are still opportunities but then of course like internationals, not internationals, yeah. All of that fun stuff. But yes, I would love to see UK pageantry as a big powerhouse, but in five years, that's not attainable. I feel though that as a pageant community, there could be a bigger support. I think that, you know, this whole new rule change of Miss Universe will be really good for us because there'd be a lot more delegates to choose from. Um, you know, it's, there's gonna be some good things. I'm looking forward to it. But with this, you know, obviously my experience is different to someone who may have just come in here two, three years and have like, you know, the biggest <laughs> like inspiration from it all. And like, just love seeing pageantry and it's growing. You know, we have the award systems now. We have even more systems. Like, you know, girls are winning, but me comparing it to the past and obviously some were in agreement some weren't and that's the beauty of a panel <laughs> that is the beauty of the panel um I do, I do think though there are some systems that will grow more than others that's that's what I'm going to say on that um that will put UK on the map in some areas of the US or in Canada or you know anywhere like that um so a lot more was discussed, so I can briefly go through it because I know I've been talking for an hour now, um, and I am starting to cramp because I've started going back to the gym finally. Um, there was talks about imposter syndrome, especially with an appointed title. I think a lot of us get this at some point. I'm, <laughs> I'm always in a mindset when I'm doing something like Sparkles, the panel. The the inner Sasha Fierce comes out. I was like, yeah, no, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that at all. Everyone has gone through it, especially when you get like, oh, someone says, I really love your podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I know why I should be here, but sometimes I'm like, should I be here? Should I be talking about this? But it's having the confidence, regardless if you feel that, to go, yes, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to smash it. That is what I'm going to do. Um... So, regardless of how you got your title, regardless of, you know, anything like that, you all deserve to be here in pageant land. You know, 
even if you've done bad things, you know, <laughs> well, depending on those bad things you've done. Um, okay, so there was a question about men in pageantry, well, what would we do differently? And it's the same. Pageantry is a formula, you can take the same things, it's just obviously changing it slightly to your gender, of course we don't want to forget about non-binary people who exist in the pageant forum as well. It's not gendered, the only thing would be of course um, your poses on stage, might be a little bit different. But taking in the same thing of campaigns and appearances and all of that fun stuff. Um, so there was talk about social media and I've, I've left this kind of at the end because I personally don't have as much experience as some of the other girlies. Like, the girlies in the panel have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers on social, so they are the better people to talk to. But what, of course, was discussed about using your social media. So, cover your day. Like, honestly, film everything. And there's a whole thing of, like, everything is content. So film everything, document it, show, like, there's talk about sponsors, obviously, ones that align to you, um, ones you can promote, you know, and the thing of social, as I said, is using it to showcase what you want to do, so, of your platforms, of your charity work, all of that stuff, you'd be surprised, um, <laughs> you'd be surprised about, so, for example, when I post about plus size pageant content on tiktok a lot of people like i don't know that you could do that as a, as a plus size girl i mean that's a nice comment if you get it like a lot of them sometimes are very horrible and that's what you have to do if you want to go into social media <sighs> you have to deal with some of the trolls um but i'm not going to talk into that too much because the girlies gave some great answers um and obviously if the goal is influencing like this this episode isn't for you is it because there are so many hold on sorry I was lying down I was like oh <laughs> I don't want you to hear me breathing <laughs> honestly I'm still getting over so much honestly whatever I had has wiped me out which always had to happen like before my finals I want to be in the gym keeping fit no not for me but yeah, when I talk about social media and obviously getting your causes across, your awarenesses and talking about it, it's really authentic to do that. And I really want to push this to everyone that it doesn't matter if your posts get one or two likes or 100 views. Like, that's still, that's still 100 people who have watched your content. There's still two or three people who have liked it. You know, one person shared it. Just reading about it, honestly, it's it's that so with social media it's knowing your unique selling point and knowing what you can do um especially for sponsors as well it's great to reach out to companies you would use um yeah you know i got a great discount on my evening gown because i worked with the brand before um <laughs> although my evening dress was a, a drama to begin with not with the company who I got it from um that was good <laughs> I didn't have to wait so long oh I need to steam that tomorrow for my photo shoot but let's get into the last bit so there were there were some discussions about um overcoming bad experiences in pageantry so I talked about before how I got told oh, 
I wasn't going to be doing anything because I was pregnant and fat by someone. Um, <laughs> you know, I have been told many times that I should have been the right winner. Um, and sometimes you can let that affect you or you can just go on and be a boss bitch. I always say, you know, sad, and I can say it now because <laughs> there are kids in the audience. You could be a bad bitch, a uh, sad bitch today, bad bitch tomorrow. Um, and I live by that advice because there will be times and instances where you get in your head and you get sad and you get all of this. You're allowed to be human. You're allowed to cry and then slay it the next day. But with some bad experiences, you know, for example, there was, <laughs> I was discussing this as well, where um, there were, there is a pageant that had regionals, but anyone could enter, so they weren't actually regionals. Um, <laughs> and the person who won wasn't from, yes, I'm bringing it up again, people have heard this story many times. Um, <laughs> they won and they never stepped foot in my county again. Ugh, the wish. Um, but taking that experience, as I said, like, if I had let that affect me so much, I wouldn't have then competed and got top five in the face of the globe Southwest literally two months later. And although I didn't compete in the international final that year, because what did I do? I just couldn't afford it. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. Um, I was doing my personal training qualification, yeah, because that was 2013, a lot of change in life, like, yeah, but obviously I, I, you know, I did it again in 2014, um, I had the option to defer my place for a year, so I did that, and I worked as a holiday rep, and obviously all my money then was just paying for it, because I wasn't spending it, um, and then yeah, like 2016, if I had that, you know, like for example, <laughs> Like there's there's loads of times where things have happened and you have to look at the bigger picture. Um but also like bad experiences. You ha I you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you're pleased of everything you did. If you were, then that's fine. Take it as a win. Even if you didn't win the crown, it just wasn't meant to be that year. You know? It wasn't the crown for you. Or it wasn't the time for you, it wasn't the place. This was not the moment you needed, you know. I always think about this when I didn't win UK's National Miss the first year. Um, obviously I was second runner-up anyway, so I wasn't even like... <laughs> I wasn't first runner-up. Um, but now I look back and I think, actually, the timing wasn't right. I was, you know... Oh, that was drama, because I had three months post-surgery. Then I had a messy... I guess it was a breakup, but I don't know what you call it. Um, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of things happened, and obviously going into contact with my parents and so much stuff in that, that I would have, even though I smashed it as a finalist, I think as a queen, it probably would have put a bit of additional pressure onto me. And so I had that, what did I have? I had that time of like, July, August, September to kind of just recuperate and figure out what I wanted. And then I got some amazing sister queens that year, you know? I was living my life. <laughs> but, you know, you have to think of, um, I like to think in a positive space. And we know that there may be some pageants that could be fixed or, you know, there are some questionable decisions. But at the end of the day, that's out of your control, you can't control it, you can't do anything about it, so why worry about it, you know, it's not something you can change, you can obviously change by speaking up about your experiences, 
always advocate for using your voice but it's not going to change the results and I always think as long as you know you delivered a good routine and you delivered the best outfits you could and you smashed your interview nothing more you can do nothing more you can do so as I said you pick up yourself and you get back on there again or you may decide that you don't want to do pageants anymore and that's that and that's absolutely fine pageants are always there they're always there in the background obviously if you're on a time scale if you're a miss but like for me I'm a miss I've got over 10 years yet until I'm a classic and even then I don't age out some categories because I'm the last age (laughs) because I'm a miss so there we are there we go so there are definitely other subjects to talk about, but I've not got them written down on my piece of paper, so <laughs> so we're not going to go, and it's also an hour plus. Um, I do think that having these conversations in pageantry is really healthy, um, to talk about different aspects. We can't always look through pageants through rose-tinted glasses. There are some stuff that needs to be challenged, and some stuff that needs to be talked about. You know, we need to always talk about representation in pageantry, um, you know, the exclusion of of trans women, for example, in some pageants, the exclusion of, you know, disabilities, not having accessible venues, um, sponsors for all tones, uh, skin tones and hair types, you know, heights. <laughs> Why are people still discriminating against height, you know? Um, in this day and age, in this day and age, sponsors not having you know, going up to a size 18, excluding a whole plus size generation. And that's why plus size girls want to go to plus size pageants because they feel comfortable in that setting, but also they know they're going to be catered for. But even then, some, some plus size brands don't. <laughs> some don't. Um, but, you know, we need to keep challenging that. If something happens, we need to talk about it. Um, use your sash for good. Use it to raise awareness. But, you know, don't just think of the quality not quantity for a start but also think of the quality canva is free people make sure it's readable make sure people can actually join in make sure it is raising awareness rather than just making yourself look good you know because you can still make yourself look good with a great uh, platform and campaign you know it's <laughs> just make sure it's, it's, it's easable but there we are. Uh, I'm super excited, obviously, for next year. I'd love for there to be progression on this. Um, you know, I would love to say for more to pop up, but I think once a year is good for us girls because we are a busy season now, literally. Yummy next week, Galaxy in four weeks, IGM is six weeks. Oh gosh. There are some finals in April as well near the end. And obviously, the 4th of May, you've got three finals happening the same day. June and July, Miss Universe, all the regionals of GB, Pageant Girl Weekend, which has free pageants as well. I'm exhausted thinking about it. Oh, and then we go into international season in June. You obviously got Pure Internationals. Uh, you know, you've got YMI, Royal <laughs> Regency. Oh, so many just super exciting um so on that note if you are looking to book in private coaching one-to-one um with a top three not the winner the top three um our dates are very limited for march now um we will of course be introducing more panels our panel for march is sold out um i was thinking about doing 
one at the end of March, maybe? No, start of April. I think I'm going to do it at the end of April. <laughs> I was thinking about adding an extra one, but I think we leave... Well, yeah, I was going to actually leave April and do May and June. Um, but obviously there are some people who are competing um, at the start of May. So those will be introduced and there will be fundraising. I think I may do one more for the Christie um, because I want to get that medal. <laughs> Just want to complete the set. Um, but Switchboard and Sunday and Watcher Pride are the two charities I volunteer for. So the other ones I'm going to want money to be raised for. Um we do have, I'm going to put another order in the handbooks and I need to start making the interview flashcards if you want to get your prep going. Um, Sparkles turns seven next month and uh, <laughs> we have nothing planned. We have no events, just not have the time, no events. So if you have any ideas of what we should do, whether we should do anything charity based, a quick charity course, something like that. But literally at the Galaxy weekend, literally the next day, the day after I compete is our is our birthday date, so um, yes. But for now, I'm gonna finish the podcast because I need to get a finishing people's appearances books um, and coaching, and then pick up the mini diva. <laughs> but with this, um, yeah, just I'm very thankful that everyone who came to the conference and asked quick questions and had some really good feedback. Um, the awards, if you want to nominate, obviously the peer awards are still open and you can write lots of good paragraphs um, about ourselves, about yourselves, about anyone who's there. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yes, more episodes to come on the way. Need to start doing some more Insta Lives. I think once my degree, <laughs> once my second year finishes, at uh, the end of May, June, I'll be waking up before the summer holidays hit. Um, but thank you for listening. Have an incredible week. And if I see you at Yummy next week, hello, I'm collecting period products and Easter eggs. Um, and of course, if you're collecting anything, let me know so I can bring it along. But thank you. Have an amazing week. <laughs>